Hello, listeners. Before I begin today's episode, I wanted to let you know about a few exciting updates to Vanderpump Robs. In the past, I've stuck to a fairly strict format of recapping an episode with a guest. But going forward, in addition to episodes that have aired in the past, I'll also be talking about all things Vanderpump. I'll be joined by other podcasters and comics, and hey, sometimes even cast members. It's all very exciting. Every episode will be a surprise, so stay tuned and stay subscribed. Oh, and when the new season drops, I'll also be releasing podcasts covering those episodes. It's the new and improved Vanderpump Robs. Thanks for joining me. And stay tuned at the end of this episode. I've got a very important update. Now on with the show. on Vanderpump Rules. Something's going on and I don't like it. I smell trouble. Just don't break any more hearts. I'm sure people have warned you about me. Of course. I do definitely need another girl's name tattooed on my arm. I love you. So who did you f*** Friday night? I'm curious. I swear to you, we did not have sex. James leaves Kristen and now he's hooking up with the new girl. I'm Lala. I'm Lala. Lala. Lala's like that pretty hot girl that wants to be a slut, but wouldn't admit she's a slut, but really, she's a huge slut. Some people call me a bitch, but I just call it having a f***ing badass life. Sit the f*** down. Show the f*** out about your goddamn band and your stupid ass music. Stop making everybody look like sh- because you're too much of a pussy to admit to your f***ing wrongdoing. He's just been drinking like so much lately. You're addicted to pills ever since I've known you guys. Holy sh- He needs to get clean. He needs to take responsibility for the fact that he's married this girl and he needs to get his sh- together. I moved up here and changed my entire life to be with you. I had a f***ing boob job. Surgery that I paid for. You are oh, nothing. You, you are the sh- on the bottom of my shoe. I'm the most powerful bitch in the world. I'm giving you a heads up that there's a war coming. I just don't want to hang out with Kristen. That's fine. Then f***ing let it go. Jack just got arrested. Who's going to post the bail? What can I do? I'm locked in a cell. I'm never going to be nice about you until you radically change. How am I going to radically change? Maybe like a lobotomy might help. I can't make the commitment. You've went out just like big bloody wussy pussy. Katie Maloney, you're the love of my life. Her perfect life with her perfect boyfriend and her perfect stupid is crumbling right now. I can't believe she's back in the picture. Can I tell you what I want? What do you want? You hate me, Lisa. You're not important enough to hate. Sit down. Welcome to Season 4 of Vanderpump Robs, a sexy, unique recap podcast hosted by me and my buddy Peter Madrigal. Before we get started today, I wanted to welcome any new listeners and explain to them just what happens on this show. See, first, 
I have this opening segment. Second, I recap the episode. And finally, I talk to my co-host, Peter Madrigal, about our thoughts on this episode in question. So let's not waste any more time and recap Season 4, Episode 1, Playtime's Over. It's a beautiful new year in West Hollywood, and the gang's all back. And back at it. Tom's paying for parking, Jax has bruises all over his face, and Peter's making sure the host podium is sturdy and ready for biz. Lisa calls a staff meeting to share the fact that um, a few patrons are not tipping as much as they used to, but they're still going to put on a new coat of paint and provide some brand new menus, because Lisa is always looking for perfection. But there's a less than perfect situation happening over at Pump, and James Kennedy is stuck right in the middle of it now that he's dating Sandoval's ex-girlfriend, Kristen Doty. However, I want to hear about the glass of wine. I didn't throw no glass of wine. Kristen's been coming in with her friends, Rachel Well, why is she Carmen. coming in to pump? I don't know. She's just day drinking on a Sunday. I don't know. On a Monday. On a Tuesday. Okay, Ariana. Okay, okay. So Sheena's happy. She's married. And for her 30th birthday, she's throwing a decades party. And there's more to celebrate. Both Sheena and Katie have become incredibly close over the past year. So close that Katie decides to share some news about former cast member and general garbage human Stassi Schroeder. I heard a bit of information about Stassi and Patrick. Apparently, like they were going through tough times and have decided that in order to resolve those tough times, they need to live separately. That's like Schwartz being like, hey, before we engage, I think I'm going to move out and live away from you and then see if I want to come back. Like, who does that? More sangria for the table, anybody? So, we're introduced to some sort of weird Jax and James relationship where Jax feels like he can give life advice, no questions asked. James spills the beans that Jax's ex-girlfriend, Carmen, is dating someone that they all know, which blows up in James's face when Jax texts this info to Kristen about his ex-girlfriend that he's still obsessing over. Even though he might have a new girlfriend? I don't know. We'll get into it. Tom Sandoval has been shirking his shifts and is now scheduled a whopping four times this week because Jax decided to get his nose fixed again. But this will not stop Tom from coming to Sheena's birthday party. Luckily, Kristen is not invited to the party. Although James is DJing. Great DJ, but I'm... James, Shay, and I are still cool. We're still friends. Him and Kristen are not going to stay together forever. We all know that. Is she coming to a birthday party? She's not invited. With Kristen, you have to actually ban her from the premises. Otherwise, she will show up. It sucks because I want to be able to have fun. And I don't want this this like wicked witch hanging over. How's it going? So later that evening, Kristen shows up to the dumpster's break area to have a little talk with Jax about the Carmen situation. Kristen doesn't need to be at the restaurant, but she does have a different approach to life these days and is focusing more on her t-shirt line and apparently not being a, quote, psycho. Her words, not mine. 
James comes outside to say hello and grab his DJ equipment, but is worried that Lisa will find out Kristen has shown up uninvited again just to stir up drama, which he's been warned about. Dilly dallying bullcrap, I've got a job to do, okay? And I'm not f***ing prepared to lose it over my f***ing girlfriend's bullshit. All right, Kristen, stop coming here to my place of work and f***ing up for me. Goodbye. Sit there with your little crazy smirk. Sit there. I've got a f***ing job to do. Jax's mom is in town for her 60th birthday, and although Jax would like to show her his mansion, he's deciding his West Hollywood apartment is okay for now. He offers his mom a glass of stolen wine and then explains the group birthday party between her, Sheena, and Sheena's mom. Wow, the trifecta! Jax's mom continues to tell him to slow down and stop moving so fast in his dating life and his working life and everything, and that he needs to just find himself before finding a perfect match. Because as we all know, two half-humans does not make one whole relationship. Hi. Yeah. Brought you flowers. For being rude to you yesterday, I'm sorry. Are you? Yeah, I felt bad about it. DJ James Kennedy heads over to Kristen's apartment to apologize for his rude behavior. Kristen gets upset when James asks her not to show up to Sheena's birthday party. His reasoning? He doesn't want to fight to break out. James has just been incredibly rude to Kristen, and Kristen has been incredibly rude to James. They're just spitting a lot of uh, toxic viewpoints and actual spit at one another, and it's terrible. And after a weird discussion, they seem to make up over an awkward hug. At the same time, Jax and his mom meet Sheena and her mom at Villa Blanca for lunch. Sheena's just dying to find out more about Jax's real life. Okay, so I have to ask, how many of the girlfriends have you met? There's Carter, there's Kentucky. To no one's surprise, Jax has always been this way. Even back to when he stole his sister's necklace to give to his girlfriend when he was in middle school. And while the families dine, Tom and Tom head to the salon so Tom Schwartz can get a perm for his birthday costume. Really gonna do this? I put a lot of thought into this, and uh, yeah, I'm getting a perm. A perm is a commitment, hence the name perm. I'm proud of him. I just think that he might be committing to the wrong thing. The way I look at it, it's like a symbolic gesture. You don't want to be the guy who has a perm and doesn't have his shit together, right? I've unofficially declared this the year of Tom, and uh, I decided I'm going to undergo a metamorphosis. The good news is that for the first time ever, Tom Schwartz wants to commit to something. And it's more than just the perm. He wants to propose to Katie, and he opens up to Sandoval about this. Of course, now we know what ultimately happens. But at the time of this filming, this is huge news. Also, the perm looks pretty terrible. So maybe it was more of an omen than like a metamorphosis. At the party, everyone is decaded out. Of course, the best is our buddy Peter Madrigal. I think we all have an inner hair metal glam rocker inside of us, and I'm letting it out. Everyone's having a good time, dancing, drinking. James is playing the best royalty-free tunes. Things are going great until Kristen arrives. 
and she's not in any costume. Although she claims to be dressed as a post-millennial, which, what does that even mean? Anyway, she's in a very (coughs) fancy dress. She and James almost immediately get into a fight, and that's just the beginning of the end at this birthday party. Kristen, get out of here. What the f***, man? Get a life. Lisa asks Kristen to take responsibility for her actions. And of course Kristen won't do this. So we get the most awkward scene possibly ever filmed for reality television. Jax, of course, comes to check on his mom and tell her how she's the hit of the party. It's one of those rare instances where we get to see Jason rather than Jax. You have such nice people in your life. I mean, my friends are great, right? Tom, Tom are like my brothers. They're my blood. And when I do get married, if that day ever comes, those two are like my blood. And I would do anything in the world for them. So while Jax and his mom are spending quality time together, we see that Sheena and Kristen are spending quality time together as well. And this makes Ariana feel that she may have a fake friend. <gasps> no. Something's telling me I may or may not have a fake friend. When she says things like, well, she's never done anything to me, I'm like, when did I not become important? I just wish certain people gave me personally a reason to not like them, because when no one's given me a direct reason, it makes it so much easier for me to be nice. I'm a direct reason. He's a direct reason. Ariana doesn't have time for bullshit in her life, and Tom supports her in a way a partner needs to be supportive which is unheard of in a relationship on this television program. And I'm sure it's going to have its ups and downs as well. I mean, I think there's some construction equipment coming up later in this season. That was a beautiful f-ing time tonight. I had a blast. It was great. Ask and you shall As the party comes to a close, Tom Sandoval brings out multiple bottles of cinnamon whiskey. <clears throat> delicious. Everyone's drinking a lot, but James decides to waterfall what seems to be an entire bottle. It's quite clear that James is drinking because of the drama with Kristen. It's an escape. We can all see it. So before things get even worse, Tom Sandoval decides to roller skate into the pool as a fun-loving distraction. Did I miss anything? Let me know by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or just heading over to the Vanderpump Rob's Instagram. After the break, Peter Madrigal tells me his thoughts on this episode, so stay tuned. Hi, Craig here from the Bachelor Masters podcast. Do you watch the Bachelor shows ironically, like we do? Do you think critically about the socio-political ramifications of what occurs in the shows, like we do? If so, we're the podcast for you. We, the Bachelor Masters, combine deep dives into the show's problems with jokes and even some sound effects to deliver what we think is a well-rounded podcast you'll enjoy after every episode. So give us a listen, as ironically as you want, on your favorite podcast app. That's The Bachelor Masters, a bridge burner podcast. It's season four, episode one, and some of you might be going, 
oh, damn, last year you had a co-host and it like really revolutionized the show. It was it was so much less when it's just you, Rob. And uh, and everyone's freaking out. They're like, what the hell are you going to do? Mackenzie said she's never coming back. And I said, okay, well, I'll reach out. No, she didn't say that. I'm just kidding. She loves the show. She just can only take so much in so many sittings. Unlike me, I press on through everything. Anyway, let's get back to it, folks. I I found us a season four co-host. You may know this person from their work with Clear the List. You may know this person from Social Happy Hour. You may know this person from Celebrity Slots. Hey, you may even know this person from their podcast, Magical at the Movies with Rob and Rob. What's that? You may also know them from a little television show called Vanderpump Rules. His name is Peter Magical. Peter, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> that was quite the introduction, Robert. Well, as we're co-hosts now, I have to put you up on the same level as me, you know? No. There you go. <laughs> Not like we haven't been co-hosts for like the last two years of Magical at the Movies. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, which has been a lot of fun, I will say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been a blast, actually. Dude, okay, so Peter. Um, Before you get into the ground rules, Rob. Yeah. Now it's been a few years removed since season four. You know, looking back on it, it's like a trip down memory lane. It's very, it's a very, very, you know, uh, surreal thing to see you know not not a lot of people can can watch something or can see something and be like oh wow and jog a few memories you know yeah not many people can do that it's kind of it is a blessing you know yeah i mean uh, a friend of mine who was a guest on season two of this podcast louisa black she unfortunately recently passed away but like there's video of the first night her and i met you know, wow. and I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, it's rare that you have like a picture or a video of like a really important night with you and friends and like transferring that over to like Vanderpump rules, you know, say what you will about editing or whatnot. It's rare that you have this much recorded footage of like a period of time in your life that's so like monumental. That's true. It, it is, it's, it's kind of awesome, actually. Yeah. I think it's important that we discuss the ground rules of uh, season four. And I want to make sure that anyone coming to this season, if you as a co-host, knows that they're not getting watch what happens live. But you will have some insights to things that might uh, uh, gather a little bit more conversation. There you go. I like that. I like that take. (laughs) Some things deserve to be uh, looked at uh, under a microscope a little bit more, and some things are just people screwing up at work. Now, everyone, if you could see Peter's (laughs) face right now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, man. Okay. Wow. So before we get into season four, though, Pete, um, do you want to give people a little bit of a backstory to win? Like just quick log line of like, you got in off the plane. Like McKenzie last season talked about the many saints of Newark that could be the prequel to Vanderpump rules. Like you got off the plane with cowboy boots and you just walked right into sir. And Lisa's like, you're hired. It was a little bit longer than that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So I uh, I came to Los Angeles in 2005. I was uh, going to school at USC. Graduated awake. I met Guillermo while I was working a little job at a place that no longer exists called Club Monaco, and it was on Sunset. He wanted me to come and work for him at his spot. Now, uh, unbeknownst to me, I didn't put two and two together. Um, my roommate at the time, because I lived literally like in a two-bedroom apartment with my brothers and a couple other dudes, and uh, it was like a frat house. And one of the guys that I lived with, uh, his name is Arthur, and he was a uh, buster at um, at Sir and his his claim to fame, and he had done it that year actually, two thousand and eight. Was uh, he was he had a bit part in the movie Pineapple Express with Seth Rogen, which is ironic because after season four of Vanderpump Rules, I did a spot with Seth Rogen, uh, a short film with <laughs> Seth Rogen, which we are going to probably talk about on this podcast. It's going to be like a bonus episode. Anyway, yes. so Arthur was like, "Yeah, they're looking for a new buster. It's Sir." And I did not put two and two together with Guillermo. And then I walk around the corner, right down the patio. There's Guillermo uh, working the working the curtains. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're hired. Let's go. Wow. And now 13 years later, I'm still there. So then tell me this, Peter. Uh, you know, you're working your way up. You're becoming the man at Sir. And then one day someone goes, okay, you know that show Lisa does? Um it, there's also going to be a spinoff here. Well, that someone was Lisa herself. Oh, okay. So sorry. Uh, yeah. That was not like some random person. That someone was Lisa. <laughs> so, like, I think that's a really good point, though. It's She's not just there when the cameras are there. She's there to talk to you guys, and she is yeah, your no, boss. So, in 2011, we had a special meeting. It was in the summer. And there's a very long table that you've seen sometimes on the uh, on the show itself. And um, uh, we all met there. The entire the entire staff at that time all met at that table. And Lisa sat in front of us, and she was talking about how she did move that from Housewives. And then that Bravo had offered her a little spinoff. They gave her you know some budgeting for a little spinoff show. And she's like, we're going to audition everybody, you know? So we, uh, everyone went to a corner table, caddy cornered in the restaurant, same room. And, uh, I remember going and interviewing with Natalie and Lisa. <laughs> and Lisa was all like, we can, I remember her literally saying, we can make an entire show around Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're going to use him, you know, and, and the, 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 the OGs, as we're called, the OGs were picked that very day. In that at that little table, they're like, okay, him, 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 her, her. That makes sense. It's it's a, uh, you know, they say there are rumors scattered around that you guys were the most active uh, without cameras on at Lisa's restaurants. Well, the the, the only person that wasn't at that meeting was Sheena, because uh, Sheena oh. was working at Villa Blanca. Yeah, but yeah. Sheena already had you know her like there were there was some stuff that she that, that was happening in her life. That Lisa was like, okay, we can use, she can, she can definitely bring it. Yeah. And plus everyone's working, you know, even on the show, some people will go to one restaurant and work for a couple of days and then they'll flip back over to Sir. So that makes total sense in the, uh, Sir universe. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Tom used to work both. Uh, who else? Yeah. Work both. I know Gabby, he's still a Sir. He used yeah. to work both, you know? And then certain episodes, people are just asked to go over, you know, like, 
I think last season, Tom and Jax had to trade pass at pump or something. <laughs> Did they really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean... You do what you gotta do, baby. Yeah, Peter, I kind of, I kind of uh, like this idea of a little bit of reminiscing and then getting into the episode. I so love why it. don't we uh, jump into season four, episode one? Okay, yeah, let's do it. Unlike last season when Mackenzie and I did two episodes per podcast episode, I think you and I will just do one episode per podcast episode and. You know, some may have more meat on the bones than others. Some may have more meat on the bones. That's for sure. (laughs) All right, Peter. It feels like each season we just get a little bit more info about Jax's backstory. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, how do you say it? It's like a movie, uh, honestly. And the reason why I pick movie, (laughs) like Pirates of the Caribbean, for instance, that's the best example, right? You don't know anything about Jack Sparrow. And then all of a sudden, you know, as you go down to uh, different, like the fifth Pirates of the Caribbean, you find out more about his backstory or the third one. You know, but, but you're presented with this character. Okay. So Jax, for instance, or Stasi, you know, you're presented with these, these people. And then in the second season, okay, you might know more, but, but by the fourth season, okay, we're going to get into their backstory now, you know, and that's kind of, it's like a movie scene. And another reason why I bring up movies is because, the opening scene to season four is us all sitting in the garden, right? Well, Jason, one of the one of the head cinematographers in Vanderpump Rules, he's a movie guy. He he does films. He's a he is a DP, and he was all like, "Peter, you're gonna because he knows that I'm a movie buff." And he was all like, "Peter, you're gonna really really appreciate what we're gonna do with this opening scene." And so what what they wanted to do was a very cinematic openings to the fourth season of Vanderpump Rules. And that's the way they shot it. If you notice, that's the way they shot the opening scene where Lisa's walking around. Lisa. Good afternoon. How are you? Don't forget, we've got a meeting. Two right. minutes. Got it. Last year was incredibly demanding. I was focused on opening pump. Yeah. All righty. Playtime's over. Just want to touch base with you, see how you're all doing. We're having some renovations done, as you've seen giving Sarah a lick of paint, and obviously Jax is having his own personal <laughs> renovations done. I'm also renovating myself. We've got a meeting in the, uh, in the garden, so hurry up and get yeah. to the garden. Um, so, you know, like, so there's a few layers. Yeah, because it's like, it's like the, visually we're getting a very specific cinematic language while we're also getting like this information about someone who has been kind of a crux of a lot of storylines leading up to here. And that's why I use the, the, cause cinem- cinematically it's a very, uh, it's a very specific language. So you have, you have this really just kind of amazing opening, but at the same time, we're getting into starting to get into the backstory of a few people that work at Sir. And if you notice, uh, one of them isn't there and we're going to get into her later on in the season, probably in episode two of this podcast. Yes, yeah, someone is definitely absent. Someone is definitely absent. As, as my friend, Stuart and Chill, would say, the ingenue of Vanderpump Rules <laughs> is not there. <laughs> but we did see her in the this season on. So we know something's happening. So, yeah, we're getting a little bit more about Jax. I find it 
just to, since we're in this Jack's moment of uh, the story here. After my second surgery, I developed some calluses. It created a bump. I didn't like the way it looked. Vanity reasons, I went in and I changed it. Recently, Jack's, he smoked a lot of pot and did a really long cameo for someone. I'm very curious. I want to see that. First of all, well, before I get started, I'm just letting you know I smoked a fat joint before I did this video. So I apologize. Well, I don't really apologize. I have a kid. I'm stressed out. I'm tired all the time. I want to smoke a joint. I'm in my backyard. I'm chilling. That's what life's about. This is what you guys have to look forward to, by the way. Hello, Vanderpump Rob's listeners. If you'd like to hear the rest of this episode, please head over to patreon.com slash VanderpumpRobs. This show is a labor of love, and with your assistance, it'll help keep it alive. On the Vanderpump Rob's Patreon, you'll get ad-free and early access to full-length episodes of the podcast. You can join me for at least one live watch-along per month. Get access to my Patreon-exclusive Discord server to chat all things Bravo. Join me for at least one live Q&A per month as well as access to my virtual question box for the chance to have your question answered during my monthly live Q&A. Thanks for your support over the years. With your help, we can really grow Vanderpump Robs. Head to patreon.com slash Vanderpump Robs or click the link in the show description. 